Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share this video or podcast on any platform that you're listening on. Please visit us at www.dumbideapodcast.com. All right, welcome back. So we've got a a little bit, it's a nuanced topic that we're going to talk about this time. Um, not really sure how to delve into it. Uh, we want to talk about the effects that COVID and the decisions made about COVID have affected the mental health of this country. And probably, I'm going to say it's probably similar around the world. Um, but before, before we get into that, we do have a sponsor for this episode. Uh, Private Internet Access is sponsoring this episode again. They sponsored the last one as well. Um, if you didn't catch that episode, for Private Internet Access is a VPN that I personally use. I've used them for at least the last three years. Uh, it's a very simple uh, uh, VPN to use. They're, they have apps for phones. They have apps for your computer, your PCs, or your Macs, uh, iPhones, Androids. doesn't matter. Your device, you can easily put it on there. Uh, it's one click uh, on the app. It's turned on. You're immediately covered and secure. And for me, what I like about it is um, I do almost all of my shopping exclusively online. I'm talking groceries, uh, kids' clothes, my own personal stuff. Uh, I think all of our Christmas and Hanukkah stuff was purchased via Amazon or some other online websites. So my credit card information is stored uh I try not to store them on the website themselves, so I'm entering the credit card information each time, and that gets sent to the company. Uh, with private internet access, there is a level of encryption there, uh, but it also shows that you are in a different location, uh, so that it doesn't expose your IP address to the end uh, company. And so, for me, private internet access, especially with a lot of uh, a lot of people from the dark web trying to steal credit card information, steal ATM card information uh, it's nice to have the extra layer of protection there um, i know for me personally i think about seven years ago i was up in new hampshire and i was checking my bank account and i noticed that there were four withdrawals from an atm and the amount of 500 dollars a piece and that was the max uh, withdrawal we had a uh, limit on we had on the bank account at the time and the withdrawals were happening in atms around washington dc while we were in new hampshire and so we called their bank and they, they refunded us the money and they eventually found the person that did it because the dummy didn't realize the ATMs have cameras on them. So apparently he just went up there without a face mask on there and he was doing it with a bunch of others. And oddly enough, my wife and I both had our ATM cards. And so the person actually got our uh, ATM card numbers and pins. They must have skimmed it at either a grocery store or uh, a, not a grocery, a, a gas station, or another ATM. They skimmed our card info with the expiration date, the CVV, everything. They basically printed up another card and used that in the ATMs. So they didn't even take our card. So they either got it through skimming or they got it from the dark web online because we used our credit cards online. Um, so private internet access is a nice way to kind of uh, shield yourself in a way from people trying to use or get your information. 
uh, whether that be your, your address, your phone number, your social security number. If you've ever done a credit, uh, a, a, a credit check online or something, or if you had to get your credit pulled for a loan and you did it online, you don't want people trying to get that, your social security number. Yeah, private internet access, real easy to use. You can click the link in the description of this episode or on our website at dumbideapodcast.com. We'll have a link on the sidebar for you. Uh, go ahead and click that. Really cheap. You can get it for as little as under $2 a month, or even if you only sign up for a year, you can get it for about $2.50 a month. Now, back to COVID and the mental effects. Now, the virus itself, um, obviously, I, the virus itself might not have the mental effects, but it's all, it, I think a lot of it is the messaging that has gone out. Um, especially with the left-leaning media. There was, Bill Maher went on, I think, Jimmy Kimmel, and he said 40 to 60% of Democrats believe, or no, 60% of Democrats believed that uh, you had a 50% chance of going to, uh, of being hospitalized with COVID. (laughs) When that percentage is under 2%. Right. It, it's not backed up in reality at all. Correct. And I can say this as a now COVID survivor, um, since I uh, picked it up uh, right before Christmas. <laughs> like groceries. You just picked it up like <laughs> yeah. groceries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, my at work, we help out with, with Toys for Tots every year. And uh, we were, you know, which Toys for Tots is a great program. Um Everyone's seen it. Uh, United States Marine Corps Reserve does a great job with it, and we help. You know the uh, we help out with it. So we were at the actual distribution, and some guys I work with got a phone call. One of them came out, came down with it. Then um, I started feeling a little off, a little coldy, and uh, took a test that was negative uh, when I didn't feel well, but my symptoms were like nothing. Um, seriously, I felt I, I've had colds that are worse. And it would have, wouldn't have stopped me from doing anything that I wanted to do. Uh, going to work, I didn't feel like doing that, so I used it as an excuse. But, right. you know, if I had tickets to a game, I would have gone, you know, um, a vacation would have gone. Not, it wouldn't have stopped me from pretty much doing anything. It did not incapacitate me at all. Um, then some more people came and I said, you know, let me take another test. So I took another one, and <clears throat> you know, I felt like a chemist mixing the little things and sticking the swab in, and they say to wait 15 minutes for your results. Um, that red line popped in about a minute and a half. <laughs> Chris, bold, like, yep, there it is. No point waiting anymore. Uh, so I had it. And the thing is, like, it, the disease itself for me, now I'm relatively young. Um, I'm not in the most perfect shape, but I take my vitamins. I try to eat right. I work out. I do all these things. So... I'm a little better off than probably the average American is in that regard, but um, it's still in the back of your head like, oh, oh shit, this is it. You know what I mean? Like people go to the hospital and don't come out. Um, I actually felt better when I tested positive than when I tested negative, which was, which was interesting, but uh, whatever. But the problem is, is that quarantine mm-hmm. that you're forced to go into. Now, they just changed it. I think it's now five days and then five days where you have to wear a mask. Now, Toys for Tots, everyone is masked up. Right. Like, things are real socially distanced. Everything's trying to be done by the books. There's so many people there. 
none of it worked. I still got it. Right. So I, I'm not going to go and say that masks don't work. I'm going to say anecdotally for me, I still contracted it wearing a mask. So, you know, um, you can, you know, you can take that as you will. Uh, but you still think like, oh, crap, this is it. But, uh, yeah, it was nothing. But then the quarantine, the 10 days of staying at home, and my wife and I made the decision early on that if one of us got it, we weren't going to do the sick room and all this stuff. Like, if one of us had it, we all had it. Mm-hmm. I've got three little boys. There's no way they're staying away from me. There's, they're not going to do it. It's right. not going to work. I would have to stay in a hotel, which for me would be a great idea. <laughs> if, if, if that was the arrangement I had with my wife, I'd have... I'd have COVID tomorrow. <laughs> I, I would like take a little fine tipped red marker. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor might tell, look, I got COVID. I got it. Look, I, I know I'm asymptomatic. I know I look fine, but you know, just for, you know, but out no of abundance sim- of caution. But no symptoms are a symptom. <laughs> right. Right. So, <laughs> but uh, now from all my estimation, like I, I'm assuming it's going to be the Omicron variant, but there's no way to, they, no one tested no one to say that. which one it is. So it could have been Delta or Voltron or Decepticon or whatever <laughs> one is out now. Bumblebee. Uh, yeah, right. But, I, you know, I had it. I survived. But the question that, that kind of came up in my mind, the treat, if the treatment is worse than – if the cure is worse than the disease, why are we doing it? And for people who are already anxiety-prone or anxiety-driven – all the numbers of all these mental health, self-reported diagnoses are all up across the board because of COVID. Right. When you have teenagers that are killing themselves at a rate, like that should be the thing we're looking at. Right. And why is this happening? You can't take these kids and make them work from home on the internet with no one to talk to but the internet. Well, Which, Because we know there's all kinds of wholesome stuff coming through there. Right. When all you're getting is the internet personality from people yeah which is just complete negativity right and you're not seeing them as much in public where people will definitely act differently like when timmy decides to try and blast you on twitter and then you see timmy and you're like timmy what the heck were you doing yeah timmy maybe next time isn't as likely to try and put you on blast but you can see that timmy is a sniveling little piece of piece of crap right and it, it it then doesn't affect you mentally as much um but with all these kids just living online, for the most part, all they're going to get is that negativity. Now, luckily, I mean, with kids going back in school, there's been probably less of that. Um, but with the messaging that keeps coming out from the media, and I'm going to say mostly left-wing media. I mean, like I said, Bill Maher, who's a huge lefty, has definitely... Find- I think in the, like, the last six months, he's finally recognized what's happening. And, I mean, Jimmy Dore has recognized it from day one. Russell Brand has recognized it from day one. And, again, these guys are left-leaning guys. They're not right guys. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're definite, guys. definitely liberals. You know. and, and, and they're realizing that the narrative that's coming from the left, from CNN, MSNBC, Vox, HuffPost, a lot of these, uh, the New York Post, the Washington Post, um, because they just keep hammering people with the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, people are dying, people are dying, people are dying. Uh, That is weighing on people. I mean, for example, when Joe Rogan was going through his thing and he was talking about his treatments 
or or the Aaron Rodgers situation, mm-hmm. and Howard Stern was getting all he got all pissed off on his radio show when he was utterly he was blaming all the unvaxxed people for the reason why he couldn't leave his penthouse (laughs) and it's like no you can't leave your penthouse because you believe the hype yeah you're you're believing exactly what you've been told meanwhile everyone else who's believing in the science and the facts of this are living their life. Yeah. And isn't it's funny because isn't that side supposed to be the, the, the don't believe the hype man the and like of science. Yeah. Like isn't that you know, when you go back, like isn't the left like the one to question everything and now they're just lockstep in on it. But um, they do this but they do this trick where they say, But eight hundred thousand Americans have died right. since the beginning of COVID. Okay. Yes. There are people dying from this, mm-hmm. but it's not killing off half the population. No, like you and, think it is, and that's you know when I was, um, when it first started, like there were rumors going around that like they were they were setting up ice rinks to be morgues and bringing in trailers and all this stuff. There should be bodies in the street like the bubonic plague, and it just never materialized. And we've been through it in other episodes where, you know, from what I kind of looked at it and I was like, okay. And I, where they lost me was during the, when all the riots started. I'm like, okay, th- this is, so Bill de Blasio is up there saying that that's okay. The riots are okay, but like, if you want to have a street fair, that's not. It, it doesn't, the virus doesn't know the difference. Or if you, you go to NASCAR, it's a super spreader event. Right. Or if you want to go to a protest in, in Chicago. Right. There's nothing wrong so with that. So as long as you protest causes that, the, that, what we agree with right that the the legacy media agrees with you're fine and at that point i I, they lost a lot so i was kind of done with it in may of 2020 um but when i had it and i'm sitting at home doing nothing now granted the kids were home i got to play with them um they got a bunch of lego sets so of course that becomes you know dad job to put which is fine with me i love i think i get the legos for them more for me than for them but you know, doing all that but the thing is like eventually it starts to become a drag and the other part that the weather during that week between christmas and new year's here was absolutely awful <laughs> um a front had stalled mm-hmm. right by us so essentially storms were just running that pressure ridge so for a week it rained every day it was gray it was cold well, actually, it wasn't even that cold. Um, because if you went south, it became spring. If you went north, it was winter. It was just us. It was gray <laughs> right. and mud. Um, so I couldn't even go. In, now, normally, I, I go in the backyard. You know, I had an exposure back when it was like, if you had, if you even had an exposure, you were quarantined. Right. So I had an exposure during that. And I was in the backyard playing football with the kids. Like, who cares? Like, I'm outside. I'm on my own property. You know, I'm not going to be the one that buttons up in his house like a like an idiot but i didn't want to be outside because it was so nasty yeah and then i personally don't like this time of year anyway because of um my father died on december 29th uh my mother was went to the hospital never to return to her normal life again on december 29th the last time i talked to my dad before he died was christmas so this kind of time of year has an effect on me anyway right and then um when you have that cold, that gray skies, and then 
the lack of sunlight. Lack of sunlight. Shorter days. Yeah. It just, I can't stand it anyway. So now we're going to add a quarantine on top of that. And right. I was thinking to myself, like, I can really understand where someone would be like, F this. And, and I don't come from a completely, you know, I have my own issues that I deal with anyway. So, but I manage mine. But if you're someone that's not manage them, managing them anyway. Or didn't know you had them. And then all of a sudden, now you're put into this situation. Yeah. Now, luckily, I had my, well, some people might luckily or unluckily, depending on how you look at it. I had my, but luck, no, in, in all, kidding aside, luckily, I had my wife and my kids with me. But imagine you're just someone who lives by themselves. Right. And you're just stuck there. And now you're in your own head. Yeah. Just there's no distraction. scenarios. Yeah. There's no four-year-old asking you to, to put on a YouTube kids video of um, someone putting Legos together. Right. Well, kid, you have legos you can build yourself but okay we talked about and, that one too right and no girls no girl videos i only want boys okay so here's boy legos for you mm-hmm. you little sexist <laughs> sorry my my girl's like i don't want to see any boys right. i guess we're i guess we're in that phase now okay so yeah you know okay so i had that going but someone who doesn't or someone who lives alone or someone who has issues they're not managing or doesn't know they have them and now all of a sudden they're stuck um, with all those other things, like I could really see how that could start taking you down some dark paths. Um, well, yeah, and and then you're just the news articles you're reading saying it's you're done for. Yeah, because I mean, there, and this may be true, but there there are some doctors on YouTube and that or that write for the Post or whichever Post it is, or that are on MSNBC or on CNN, and they're saying. It's not a matter of if you get it. It's a matter of when because yeah. everyone's going to get it. Right. Well, if it's if they're telling you you're definitely going to get it and then they're telling you you also have a 50-50 shot of going into the hospital to die. Yeah. You you think the world's going to end. Right. Meanwhile, that's not the science. And again, you're right. This is the party. Follow the science. When it comes to climate change, follow the science. Right. But when it comes to COVID... Follow what we tell you. Follow the propaganda. Right. Or shut up. And look, I, and I'm not, it, it, neither one of us are saying that some people that get COVID, it's a very serious situation. Yes, some people have died from this. Mm-hmm. Do I think the numbers are 800,000 like they said? No. Right. Because there were a lot of comorbidities there. Mm-hmm. Like if those people had gotten a separate type of virus, would they have still died? Had they caught the flu? Possibly. Yeah. Because it would have interacted with their comorbidity i get that but you know it, they throw that number out there yeah eight hundred thousand eight hundred thousand because they don't they don't 000. put it so to they, justify them saying yeah you should be scared of this yeah you should watch my stupid news program and they don't they don't put the number in any sort of context right which is funny because the fact checkers will say that this is accurate but take it out of context mm-hmm for something that the fact checkers don't agree with. But for that, there's nothing that comes... The fact checkers don't fact check that, where you see the news and they just have the the Chiron or the ticker running case counts, case counts, case counts. Right. Okay, case counts, hospitalizations, deaths. Well, you, so I was a case count, right? Yeah. I had it. You count. So I'm one of the cases. So I was one of the numbers on the, on the freaking thing. But... I was the the day I tested positive. I closed my rings on my watch, on the bike and on the weights. So, 
I, I wasn't, you know, me, I wasn't afraid of the virus. Now imagine right. someone who you add up all those other things and they're afraid of the virus. Right. And they're thinking, I'm going to die in here alone. Like my cat's going to eat my face when it runs out of food and it eats soft tissue first. So it's going to eat my face and it's going to eat my dick. Right. Like that's what the cats, that's what they do. So someone's going to be afraid of that and looking at their cat like, I better kill him before he kills me. Right. Um, because they're so afraid of something when it, it was just all, it's all been been hyped up to this point. Now, if you read now, there, actually, there was an article in The Guardian, of all places, where they're starting to pull back on it. They're starting to, they're starting to do the slow walk. It's not a straight up denial, but they're starting to. So the, the administration is, like our, our administration is trying to, like he, you even hear Fauci now saying, it's not. Yes, Omicron is more is more uh, catchy, mm-hmm. but it's not as bad. Basically, trying trying to say you're going to be all right. Yeah, because they think after Delta hit, people got their got their neck up again, mm-hmm. and then the Omicron thing came out, and it, I think it just really freaked people out. Yeah, especially during like it happened like the like we said the day after Thanksgiving. It, it just was a flood of news articles yeah. about it, and think of the, think of a person, perfectly healthy young person, who thinks again, who thinks if they get it, they got a fifty fifty shot of being in the hospital. And oh, by the way, everything's a symptom. Yeah, don't don't have any symptoms. That's a symptom. symptom. <laughs> got a cough? Symptom. Diarrhea? Symptom. Runny nose? Symptom. Yeah, yeah diarrhea is a symptom. Yeah, like. Everything is a symptom. Pretty Itchy much, eyes, symptom. Pretty much me in the morning, mm-hmm. like <laughs> stiff, yeah. feel like crap, can't see very well, stuffy, because I should probably I should probably use a CPAP, but I don't. Um, have the shits. <laughs> like right. that's all symptoms every but, morning. But think about that person though. They're waking up every day wondering, is this the day? And it's even, just the day I get it. And for, for even for me, where I was, you know, always kind of looked at... I get my news from... A lot of my news from podcasts, from Substacks. I try to get. I try to stay away from legacy media because I don't trust it. Right. And some people might say, oh, I'll put your tinfoil hat on while they're watching MSNBC. Sure. So, but I get a little tickle in my throat and think, oh, this me, is it. Me too. Like, and, and as, even, even people... Like, we both talked about how we have some mental things going on but we both have them managed right and let's say people that don't have mental issues right they don't they don't have no depression no nothing no anxieties but they're getting these same messages Mm -hmm. this is this could be the biggest case study in how to drive people uh into mental health issues yeah because the the brain is only so resilient until it just succumbs. Yeah, you can only like propaganda is called propaganda for a reason. Right, and there's science behind it. Yeah, and it's been used for forever. Right. The most widespread, I think, use of it started coming. I think that were really like the forefront. Of course, I don't like to draw the Nazi Germany, but the, they were master propagandists. I, I got a better one for you. In the Iraq War, do you remember? Uh, we're going to win hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yeah. Okay. Propaganda can be used for uplifting people, as well as uh, 
bring a gray cloud over people. Yeah. It goes both ways. Like, it's just, a, it's persuasion. That's all mm -hmm. propaganda is persuasion. You could persuade, I mean, it, like, good leaders persuade people to do better. Yeah. And be better. Well, propaganda most times is a way to turn people to a certain way of thinking or ideology. And since the beginning of this, it's always been toward this is the most dangerous thing we've ever seen in our lifetimes. Mm -hmm. When and when there was no data, people bought into that hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah, they just went. But then after a year, we had data. And we had 50 different case studies of how this virus was handled because we had 50 states in this country. Yep, And then we also had international data where Correct. you had the Swedish policy, which was we're just letting it run through. Right. And the Swedes did that. You had other countries that went on full lockdown. Yep. Um, you didn't get a lot out of China because, of course, everything's just controlled by the state. Right. But the Chinese would go and lock people in their apartment buildings. They're doing it right now. Yeah. They got a whole city on lockdown. Yeah. Where you're not allowed to go out for anything. Um, then you've got other countries where they, they're just done with it. And, but here, in the United States, we have, you know, we have the 50 different states all doing different things and, and how they handle it. Some are more... Now, for us, thank God here we had Larry Hogan. Cause I, yeah. Now, people say he's a rhino, he's a this, he's a that. He didn't go full Cuomo or Phil Murphy or Gavin Newsom on... And I kind of think that had Hogan had a different letter after his name, we would have been more towards the Phil Murphy, Gavin Newsom side of things than, than we ended up. Yeah, possibly. I, I don't... He, he wasn't full-blown Republican on this. Yeah. Like, he wasn't... But he did punt a lot off to the counties. He did. And because the way Maryland government is set up, the counties have a lot of power and autonomy. Right. Which is really the counties are the seat of of government in the state. So that's where the power really lies is within the county. So you had some counties that were like, we don't care. Uh, then you had others like Montgomery, which is almost like in a constant competition with Fairfax to see how far left they can go. Right. Um, meanwhile, you have the Montgomery County executive who's, you know, in a picture with his, you know, fourth, fifth booster shot and his 19 masks who just came down <laughs> with it. Um, I don't want to laugh at the guy. I hope he gets better. Right. And I'm sure he will. You know, like I did. Again, not to picture perfect health. I joke and say I'm a walking comorbidity, but, you know, doing some of the right things. I'm sure he's doing some of the right things. He's going to be fine, uh, just like Hogan was when he got it. He's fine. He's back out doing his thing now. Right. Um, but Maryland, yeah, you're the. he punted a lot of stuff off to the counties and let the counties make that difficult decision. So he can kind of say, yeah, well, the state's not doing it, but if the counties want to, they can. Yeah. And... I mean, beside, aside from Hogan, though, it, there's a few there's a few things to hit on here. One, obviously, as time went on, we got better treatment options. Mm -hmm. Now, depending on what state you lived in, depending on whether you had access to those. For example, the southern states like Florida and Texas adopted monoclonal antibodies much sooner than the rest of the country did, mm -hmm. and even Maryland, they're just as someone who lives here, I'm just now starting to hear that monoclonal antibodies are approved for use in the state. Um, however, that being said, we all know that you know, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and Texas Governor 
Greg Abbott, uh, are at loggerheads with Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was three weeks ago was when the federal government stopped delivering monoclonal antibodies. I guess there were three versions of it. One, they kept going Mm -hmm. because it was shown to be uh, proven effective against Omicron. But there were two others. And those were, all three were helpful against Delta. Well, the federal government, in their wisest wisdom, said that, well, these two monoclonal antibodies aren't great at fighting Omicron. They're, I guess, only 50% effective versus 90% or 95% effective, which they were effective against Delta. So they said, we're not going to deliver these anymore. So they basically took a treatment option away from those states mm-hmm. and other states that agreed to, that wanted to use them and they monoclonal antibodies were used to great success yeah like how I, I, I guarantee that people on the left don't even know those exist well yeah and the thing is like they are and that's what really dri- drives me nuts is that we're still treating this as it was treated in April of 2020. Right. When, and I'll be like, in April of 2020, we like, we kind of had our little pods of, and we didn't go places. And, you know, the, the neighbors, we all still kind of hung out, but we'd all kind of decide that we're around each other anyway. Right. Um, but we didn't venture out far. The nope. kids weren't playing any sports. Nothing was going on. Um, so, we we're following the rule, and you know, to the, because we didn't know any better. Well, as things progress, and as you get more data, and you see how things are going, you see that there are treatments available, both in a hospital and pre-hospital setting. Right. We should be learning what works and what doesn't. Right. And the thing is, if ivermectin works, mm-hmm. it, it you know is proven to work, which I think it pretty much has been. Why are we on board? Saying, this is a good thing. Right. We're you inside know? a demonizing. Right. If if monoclonal antibodies are working, why are we saying, "Hey, this is a good thing. This is a way out." If um, if Omicron, and this is how viruses work, if it kills its host, it doesn't that strain of it dies with the host that it killed. So the weaker ones are the ones that survive. The weaker ones are the ones that are more easily transmitted, just like the flu, just like yeah, anything else. So now we're at the point where it's evolved to the point where it's really easily transmissible and it's also very uh it's it's not as um deadly so this is a this is a good thing right had a false alarm with the sneeze there yeah i was gonna say that's omicron Uh, you're you're probably looking at me like is he gonna throw up (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) like (laughs) i push the microphone away i'm like it's coming i'm gonna get rid of it it's gonna be good and then it's just kind of i still got a little tickle in though so it might come i come like on the microphone so bear with me that's why you've got the pop shield there i do yeah i got two we got the two right there we got the we double bagged it yeah yeah double mask (laughs) right double max the Uh, the microphones wear masks here guys everything's safe it's not going through the computer at you but uh (laughs) You know, we, we get to the point where we should be looking at this and saying, reporting on good news, but it's not. It's still the dread. It's still the red cases, cases, cases. And they go and say, okay, well, hospitals are up. Hospitalization. Well, it, because if everyone's getting it, you're going to see a natural rise, but it's not proportionate to what it was with, what it was with the first variants and then Delta. And it's, it's a lower amount of people, but everyone's still freaked out and afraid of it. So here's a good example about how 
our our government and governments should have been learning throughout this entire process to find the best way forward. Everyone knows about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Aaron Rodgers said he was immunized when he, instead of saying vaccinated, and yeah. everyone thought when he said immunized he meant vaccinated, but he didn't because he was allergic to two of the vaccines. Yeah. All right. So then he gets he gets COVID. Big news. Oh, my God, the guy's the worst person on earth, according to the media. He does uh, Dr. Joe Rogan's regiment, gets the monoclonal antibodies, does NAD drip, does the ivermectin. And I forget what the fourth leg of that thing is, but does it gets better. And he's also elite uh, sure. af- athlete, physical specimen. But, it, so. but even like someone like Tim Poole, Jimmy Dore, these are all people who've done it as well. Paid for by Joe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So Aaron Rodgers was just in the Pat McAfee show. He goes on there, I think, every Tuesday to do his interview there. And they're about 30 to 40 minutes long. Well, he kind of let it slip that after he did his treatment and got better, his treatment regimen became an NFL protocol treatment. So a huge body like the NFL, which can afford to buy its own, it it works as its own government, basically. They said they took a look at the situation and said, wait a minute, this seems to work. A lot of people are showing progress with this. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna adopt this. Mm-hmm. This seems to be the best treatment regimen there is. And look, I don't want I'm gonna knock on some wood here, but can can anyone name an NFL player that's died from COVID? Yeah, I can't. And go to the Google machine and see. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's zero. Yeah. However. Every week, how many times do we hear that a player's been put on the COVID list? Yeah. So there is infection right there. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, these are the most in-shape people in the world. So yeah. they automatically have, like, a leg up on everybody, right? Yeah. They're, not to mention they're also young. Right. I mean, there's not right. 52-year-old fat guys in the NFL. No, but there are 25-year-old fat guys in the NFL. Yeah. Like, seriously fat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three 400-pound dudes. Yeah. Um, which is one of the major comorbidities in yeah. all this. All right? I, I'm, I'm not going to say they're fat. I'm going to say they're yoked. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I guess my thing is this. And, okay, and then the NBA. Mm-hmm. Like all these sports leagues. NHL too? I've, I haven't heard of one athlete dying from this. Yeah. Now, granted, again, athletes, I get it. But these sports leagues, rather than just listening to whoever – I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of them are vaccinated. I get that, too. I'm going to put vaccination in air quotes because it's more of a treatment. Mm-hmm. It's a prophylactic, I believe. Um, but they're, they're learning. And I don't think that every political figure or person in charge of our well-being is doing the same kind of learning. And that's part of what bothers me in all this. Yeah, and I... Because you're using, they're using it for politics. Mm-hmm. And if you were so concerned about the 800,000, I'm going to use their number, the 800,000 people, you'd put your politics aside. Right. You wouldn't have stopped the shipments of the monoclonal antibodies. You would have done a full research on ivermectin when it showed to be 80% effective in vitro. You shouldn't have put your dogs in the propaganda wing 
saying it was horse paste when mm-hmm. a very well-known prominent figure had used it as part of his protocol, treatment protocol. Yeah. Now, that's not for the people. Right. That That's for you to get a leg up on someone with an R next to their name. Mm-hmm. That's what bothers me about the Democrats right now. Yeah. I might have a lot of, most of my political views actually probably fall in line with Fall them. in line with them. Yeah. But I can't vote for one because of the stupid garbage that they're pulling right now. Yeah. Now, I, now you can't tell my voice. I'm like, I get a little pissed off about this. Right. Because, like I said, Republicans were doing this 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Party and no bull crap. Yeah. When you should have been governing. Yeah. And I, 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 honestly, I still got to give some de- the Democrats some credit right now because they passed that infrastructure bill. Yeah. They should have done it before, but I think they, they're, they're, hopefully some of them are starting to learn their lesson because they got their tails kicked in those elections oh, in yeah, November. They got, they got whipped up bad, and the, and the projections for 22 just look awful. I think 22 them. is still too far away. Yeah. I, I think there's still time for some of the anger to subside. Mm-hmm. But again, history shows... It, it, Historically, they the incumbent party doesn't do too well. Yeah, but I mean, we're one news cycle away from firing up the other base and having them come out in the midterms, mm-hmm. or whoever whoever's base. Yeah. Not, neither one of my base. But you know, you know, and and but they still they still stay on. They're still harping on the on the 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 fear porn of coronavirus coronavirus russia gate yeah they're still talking about that yeah even though they got fully announced january 6th january 6th january 6th insurrection insurrection yeah. insurrection um, like, oh my god yeah i'm sorry like a bunch of a bunch of idiots storming the capitol what buffalo man like and no one no one was charged with any crimes related to insurrection they're charged with trespassing some are still in jail for it right um for a year if you're in jail for a year for trespassing, like at what point do you become a political prisoner? Some of them are going, I mean, some of them are trying to get convicted now. And look, don't get me wrong. If there were 500 people there, great, convict them. Charge all of them. Charge, and, but charge them within the law. But can we not call, can we stop with this insurrection yeah. crap? If there was an actual, again, we, we talked about this. You want to find out what an insurrection is? Look at Syria in the 70s. Yeah. Or, or uh, what was it? Uh, and don't, was it Myanmar or what? I forgot what country. Like the one that just happened, yeah. Malaysia. Yeah. Was that it? I, I don't remember. Any any of these that they actually took it over yeah. with guns, right. like machine and guns, tanks, not not, yeah. not zip ties. Right. In in the guy with the horns on his head, yeah, Buffalo Man. Yeah. Or the guy chilling in Nancy Pelosi's office. Yeah. The mentally ill and crazy yeah. people. Right. Like, here's the thing: if I was going to judge an entire political party. By what they what they were put on TV for, well, Democrats it don't look great for you either. Yeah, and Republicans they can, they're going to blast January sixth until the date until you know the cows come home, and it makes them look like garbage too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but the fact that some of these people are using January sixth to blast an entire seventy three million voting population, yeah, is. It's beyond what I, yeah, it, I don't know how these people think. It's just they're believing their own hype because they're in these they're in these little echo chambers, yeah. And they all pretty much live in New York or Los Angeles or DC, right? So they're just in a, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's just this. They're just cheering each other on, and I think that's where the, the and also to make money. Oh, um, well, they make a lot of money. Yeah, off of and that's where the COVID stuff. But I, I saw a very interesting graph about um, 
viewership or listener, you know, between it compared Joe Rogan to all of the other hosts. Joe Rogan was first with 11 million. The next one coming up was Tucker Carlson with like 2.3. And then you go down, like it was Hannity and then, uh, you know, the CNN evening lineup with like 1.3 million. And it's like, Rogan's like a Super Bowl a couple times a week. And I don't, they don't they can't stand it. If I heard, if I remember right, like the the prime time CNN MSNBC, I think MSNBC. I think Maddo gets like one. I think she gets like one point two mil. Yeah, I don't think CNN breaks a million anymore. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think they're over there. It, it, Fox News tends to have more of a viewership than CNN MSNBC because they're the viewers on Fox News tend to track older and yeah. still watch like conventional news, right? Um, I'd say the people, the, the messaging still gets across though. Um, like the CNN MSNBC message still gets across from like the New York times, the Washington, right. Washington post. Like yep. it, it's getting across like, like through Vox and HuffPost and Guardian, Slate yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and other ones like that. Right. Or the, uh, daily caller, like that kind of stuff. Mm. Whereas I think people on the, the right probably don't i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna tap into the stereotypes but they're probably not too too good into reading (laughs) (laughs) they're not they're not really keen on the words in the written form (laughs) um but i still don't think i mean but like you said though someone like a joe rogan yeah getting 11 million listeners a day i mean shoot there there are podcasts um like that tim pool podcast or that he, I think he gets two hundred fifty thousand people during the live show. Okay, and then gets another two hundred fifty thousand after. Yeah, that's five hundred thousand. Yeah, a day. Yep, and he's not a major news network. No, at all. And the thing is, they they hate him. The thing is, if you look like Rogan politically, it, it falls right. I mean, he's all with most of the plot, just kind of like we are with with most of. What happens on, but they just, they, they absolutely hate the guy um, because he's not the, the legacy media and the, not the, the trusted a member of the, if you're the trusted news initiative, yeah. which is pretty, uh, pretty creepy when you, when you, when you dig into that. But um, to get back into the, to the, to the numbers and the way they're, they're using them to manipulate people, um, if you're taking people that aren't well, that are now less well, and you're manipulating them with these scare tactics and these flashing numbers of case counts, but you're not putting anything anything behind it. It's just it's how do you live with yourself doing that? And I'm yeah. sure that it's pretty you on a large pile of money is how they do it. So I'm, I'm going to bring a little bit of different perspective to this. So not even not even big, uh, not not even long form mm. podcasts. There, we've talked about these guys before, Abbott and Preach mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, they put out a video five days ago. Okay. 541,000 views. Right. On one video. Yeah. Another one five days ago, 565,000 views. Four days ago, 351,000 views. They're basically between 300 and a million views on a video, a nine minute video. That's who people are. That's who people are going to for information. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. They they do some kind of some 
like non-new stuff too. Right. But they do commentary on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And people listen to them. I mean, yeah. the one they did on Tim Pool and Fresh and Fit, 1.1 million views. Right. That's more than what CNN gets. Yeah, CNN's primetime average is uh, 820,000. So, so, think about that. Yeah. A 12-minute YouTube video yeah. from two dudes in Canada, right. two comedians in Canada yeah. doing a show, mm-hmm. 1.1 million views Yeah, versus 800,000 from CNN. I mean, I think mainstream media, they're, they're having a tough time. But the, the problem is, though, and we talked about this before, people on the left tend to still watch MSNBC and CNN. Yeah. Washington Post, New York Times. And the poll was that I believe 80% of them believe the one news source that they watch or read mm-hmm. from the Democrat side. Whereas on the right, they tend to look at at least five different news sources and they only trust the news source 25% of the time. Yeah. So they're more skeptical. Mm-hmm. Whereas the people on the left are more trusting. So when they're getting this information, it works like propaganda because they believe it. Yeah. They don't fact check it. They just assume what's coming through the video is true. Right. Because, and, and, you know, when you look at it and you see all these, these numbers and you're thinking, okay, if this, you'd have to go and look at, okay, so say I believed that 50% of anyone who ended up with COVID was going to end up in the hospital. Okay, so if I believe that, so that means that I should know in my close circle of people with whom I interact with daily, a significant portion of them should have been hospitalized with COVID, right? Right. Just by the... Just by the numbers. I don't know. No one in my close circle was hospitalized with COVID. No one. So, like, even of all the people that, you know, from work that got it, well, shouldn't half of us have ended up in the hospital? And none of us did. But it's almost like you block that out because you're just so bought in. It's just, oh, it's just this group of people isn't. But every other group of people is. Well, no, that's not how this, that's not how any of this works. And then if it's so deadly, like, yeah, shouldn't like there be bodies in the streets and you know, morgues and refrigerated trailers stat like with bodies in it, like cordwood, like, isn't that how the pandemic, the deadly virus should have gone? Right. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I do know people that I know people that know people that got it and died. Yeah. Right. But, and I'm not saying I know a lot of people, but you would figure with the numbers that we hear, I should have heard of a lot more. Yeah. You know? It, and I know some people that I know of people, like, you know, oh, such and such. Oh, yeah, like his grandfather died from, oh, okay. So, oh, yeah, remember that guy from, you know, from the bar, the, you know, oh, yeah, the bouncer there? Yeah, he died. Okay, but they're not, like, people that, that I, it's not like my neighbor, right. you know, or my, 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 you know, brother-in-law or anything like that. It's just, it's, well, random people that that uh that died with it i'm not gonna say died from it they died with it well then you get the other the stats they're throwing out now well hospitalizations are up hospitalizations are up okay 
as someone I, I recently was in the ER and not with COVID by the way mm-hmm. just I there were other ailments that can still get you yeah. um, a lot of people there didn't have COVID right now that doesn't mean there weren't some people there with COVID right but the way they're counting the numbers if you're there with a broken arm and you have COVID the, COVID yeah you're not there for COVID but right, you have COVID when you're there. What they, what they, how they were counting the numbers was everyone who goes in the hospital for anything is tested for COVID. Right. So you go in there, you get tested. So if you're there for a broken arm, and you have COVID, now you're a hospitalized patient with COVID. And that's how they're. That's how they were counting it. Well, they're, and they're putting it on a graph that way. So the person who wants, to, who's getting drubbed with this information, sees that. Oh my God! Look at all those people in the hospital with COVID. They're making the connection in their head that they're there because of COVID when they could be there for anything. It's not just that though. Think think about it this way. Let's say I've been told that fifty percent of the people that get COVID end up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And let's say I do an at home test and I swab my nose and I come back positive. I still only got the sniffles or I got a sore throat. But I'm going to the hospital because I think I'm going to have to go to the hospital for yeah. COVID. So I go to the ER. Mm-hmm. I tested positive for COVID. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll check you out. Now you count as a, a person in the ER with COVID. Meanwhile, they, if you're not showing, if you're not, if you're not short of breath or having trouble problems breathing, they treat you and they send you home yeah. that day. You still count though. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything I learned from going into the ER, I've only been a couple times in my life, but people go to the ER for everything oh yeah like people use the er like their general practitioner oh, i i used to work at a hospital and that's where i came when i worked at a hospital is when i became this this uh supporter of single-payer health care because i'm watching these people who don't have insurance go to the er because they because a private physician's not going to see them well, the er has to see them right and they go in, or if it's the weekend, your doctor's not working. Yeah, they yeah, or they go in because they need meds, or nighttime. they're narc seekers. Nighttime, yeah, who knows? Or it's our busy. I remember when I worked at the hospital, the busiest night of the ER was Sundays because no one wanted to work on Monday. Right. So they go to the ER with drunk, you know, um, you know, the, the dude who was there tested a nail gun with his hand <laughs> you know, to make sure it worked. This nail sticking out, you know, like the dumb stuff like that. There was literally a guy next to me. He was there with an ingrown fingernail, mm-hmm. and I guess it had pussed up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Probably just it was probably infected, right? Yeah. So he's in the ER for this. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, and the reason why he was in the ER was because he had a buddy who had uh, he had a cut that got infected, and he died two weeks later. So he thought it was an emergency, and he had to go to the hospital. Right. It's probably COVID symptoms too. Right. So here's this dude, like again. And that's just an example of someone using it when they could have gone to urgent care. Yeah, they could have gone anywhere. Like, like you, like that dude. Like if any, you want to get pissed at people, don't get pissed at unvaxxed people. Get pissed at people that clog up ERs for mm-hmm. something as stupid as an infected thumb, yeah. where you could have gone to urgent care and you could have gotten an antibiotic, a topical one, or whatever it is, and you mm-hmm. could have been sent home. Yeah, you didn't need to take up someone's space in the ER from someone who actually needed it. Right, and and yeah. And then you have the other thing where, so right around Christmas is when Omicron hits hard. Well, what do people do on Christmas? They travel around, they see family. So now they don't want to bring their, their everyone's going to have to try to get tested for, so of course the more people you test, 
the more people you're going to find who have it. Yeah, but the thing is, they're, they're showing that a higher percentage of people are testing positive. Mm-hmm. So even though the number, like, so that's why I don't look at the numbers of positives. I look at the percentages. Yeah. So back when it's like 5%, now it's like 15. So 10% mm-hmm. more people are testing positive. Yeah. But to your point, though, with the fear now baked in, if people get the sniffles or a sore throat, they go get tested. Yeah. Whereas in the past, they weren't getting tested. Right. The only so time they might have had it, but not get tested. Yeah. The only time you go get tested is when you had your, you know. Now, I remember when I got exposed, um, last year i was eating all kinds of crazy shit just to make sure i could still taste i'm like mm-hmm. mm, i don't know did i taste that french fry <laughs> let me go taste some tabasco well, how, well, how about, <laughs> but, but here's the thing, how about the guy who, who who tries the tabasco doesn't taste it mm-hmm. goes and does a covid test well or, or he goes to the testing center has no other symptoms just has right. a loss of taste yeah goes to the testing center the, the one of the state-run ones where they report all the numbers, no swabs, positive. Mm-hmm. No symptoms, though. Right. Goes not sick. Home, goes home, well, not sick. Yeah. But he counts into that 15% now. Oh, yeah. So, like, what I'm saying, like, the numbers might go up because the f- they're putting the fear out there. Yep. That everything, that numbers are higher, so... And the correlation is, if the numbers are higher, and I get the and I get a sore throat, I probably got it from somebody. Therefore, I should go get tested. Whereas before, it was I got a sore throat. It's probably just a sore throat. I'm not going to get tested. I'm going right. to chill out here until I have. Like, why we're testing? Why we're testing people with just common cold symptoms? Right. And it's kind of beyond yeah what I can understand. And that's where it even kind of got me. Was even though I'm not really worried about COVID for myself. When I when I was around all those people that were popping off, and then I wasn't feeling well, so I took that negative test, and then some more. I said, you know what? Because we were supposed to go to New York to see my my in laws. Well, I didn't want to bring it to my to them, so you know I'm going to take a test to make sure. Well, then all of a sudden now I'm positive. Where under any other circumstance, hey, I feel fine now. I'm going. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was sick three days ago. I'm not sick now. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to uh to go up there but so the, but even like so let's say for example and this going back to the mental part of this where even someone like you and i where i know the stuff that they're spouting off on these liberal media sites are complete bs mm-hmm. but like my, my daughter got sent home as a close contact so we got her a test. We did it for her. And just to be sure, I did one. Mm-hmm. When there's no reason why I should have done one. But you want to no. know why? It's in my head. It's in the back of my mind. Well, maybe I should do one anyway. They, this, uh, the numbers are up. Yeah. So they keep saying that every, maybe they're right. Like even someone for me who thinks they're completely full of crap, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, maybe they're right. Yeah. So I take a test. Yeah. Like, what? I should never have taken the right. test. I didn't feel any symptoms. Yeah. And then, here's the other thing. There's a shortage of tests. So now we're all... I, I used two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, now, one of them was positive. One of them wasn't. So now we can get into the, the accuracy of the tests later. <laughs> but, you know, I used two of them. Um, I had, because we were able to get out and, and, and my wife found some at... Uh, I think she found them at Walgreens. She bought a couple there. Mm-hmm. So she took two of them. 
we tested the kids. So we wasted all these tests. <laughs> they had no symptoms. Well, actually, my wife started getting sick. But maybe she just had the cold that I had. Well, here's another stupid thing. You know, in the news now, oh, it's hard. You can't find tests. They're selling out tests everywhere. Yeah. You know what my dumbass does? I went and bought three tests off Amazon. Mm-hmm. Why don't I do it again? I bought another three. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Right. <laughs> I already I got four in this house already. Yeah. Why do I need three more? I right. only got four people to live here. <laughs> and by the way, two of those tests have two tests in them. Yeah. I have six tests. Right. And this house, I got another three coming. Yeah. Nobody's got any symptoms yeah. whatsoever. Well, and then in New York, and about these, just in case. Yeah. And then some of these <laughs> other, some of these, you know, places where there are population centers, they can't, people can't find the at home test kits. Well, there are people that have them. So there's these like pop up testing companies that are popping up. Oh, hey, we can give you a test, but the results are, you know, I think it's the PCR te- test takes longer. The takes at-homes, three, the antigen. It takes three one. days. By by that time, you feel better and you're fine. And yeah. you've already passed it to whoever you're going to pass it. So now they're doing, now they're doing the, you go to these places and they say, hey, you know, for, if you pay an extra 600 bucks, we can get you your results in an hour. Oh, yeah, Ooh, yeah, yeah. I need 600 yeah. bucks. Oh, it's gonna, that's probably going to be the biggest racket ever. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, why didn't I think of that? Uh-huh. Listen. <laughs> I'll don't put, don't think of the, the back of, on the thing. <laughs> don't think of the back of my mind that those seven tests that I'll have in my house are going to be on eBay later. <laughs> yeah, like I am not kidding with you. Like I think I bought them on, I bought them on eBay and I bought some down by like the local pharmacy. I think they cost me seventeen bucks. I could I could probably flip those for forty five oh, bucks yeah. a piece on eBay. Yeah. So and, when my wife bought hers, they had a limit. They said only I think you could buy. I think it was six, five kits per, but each kit has two tests two, in yeah. it per customer. So there's a dude there that had 10 of them. So she went to the manager and was like, hey, this dude has 10. And she confronted, like, because, you know, her, she, <laughs> she confronted him. She didn't care. He's yeah. like, oh, I'll do two separate transactions then. She said, that's not the point. You're, he's going home with 20 of them. You, uh, she told me this. I said, and I guarantee you they're on Facebook Marketplace right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Listen. I mean, 50 bucks a pot. Pe- people are buying those tests like it's toilet paper. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, people are buying toilet paper like it's toilet paper now, too, because that stupid snowstorm. Yeah. But that, thing, that was like the, like in the beginning of COVID. Everyone went and bought all the toilet uh, paper. Yeah. And the like, chicken. Like, and I, I, I still didn't understand that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like the number one symptom of COVID was diarrhea. No, and everyone it later became one because right. everything's a symptom. But I guess everyone's like, well, we're going to be locked down in our house. I got to go get toilet paper. Yeah. Hey, I mean, look, I, I'm a person that kind of spends a lot of time in the toilet. <laughs> but I mean, the one one of those uh, Costco brand packs that has six six packs in mm-hmm. it, that lasts us a good month. Oh, like, yeah. I don't need to be going stocking up on more. Right. Because, like, I think I can get to Costco in another month, and I think yeah. it'll be all right. <laughs> Oddly enough, though, that, that shortage went on for, that was, a, what, two well, months? there's still signs at the supermarket, only X oh. amount per customer, and <laughs> yeah. due to supply chain issues, this, and don't buy all the toilet paper. And I'm like, are, you, are people still doing this? The Costco has plenty of toilet paper yeah. now. They finally got their own brand back, too. Good. Like a couple months ago. The Kirkland Signature is superior to all. I love that brand. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't understand how. But even with that, like, people, where was this someone on the news saying, stop doing this? No, the, 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 why do that? Have what? you ever seen, have you ever seen, uh, Men, not Men in Black, Independence Day, the first one with Will Smith? A long time ago. So, 
when the uh, spaceships are hovering over the cities and it's like angelinos don't shoot at the spaceship <laughs> and it was like a sign with a gun and like a ufo like there should be something like that like don't don't buy all the toilet paper right we don't we don't need to be this is not where we're at now stop doing it <laughs> you don't shit that but much. people just <laughs> yeah but people just went they just bought in on it and the news liked it because it increases their viewership and their clicks and we were all wrapped up into it, watching. Ooh, where, how, where's it going now? Because it's new and it's this, but it's like we're still there. But the, it, but it's like with, with the mental aspect of this thing. It's like who knew they had this ability to drive sane people insane? Yeah, I mean, like it, so it, I, I just I kind of just search for COVID mental health. Mm-hmm. It says, what are some of the negative psychological effects of quarantine during COVID-19 pandemic? And this is from The Lancet, which is a, I believe, a British medical journal. Or it could just be a British. That's a journal, the AMA, right? The Lancet? It it could be. I think it is. And it says, most reviewed studies reported negative psychological effects, including post-traumatic stress symptoms, confusion, and anger. Stressors included longer quarantine duration. So this is what caused mm-hmm. the PTSD and the, the confusion and the anger. Uh, longer quarantine duration. Infection fears. So the fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, frustration. Boredom. Inadequate supplies. Lack of toilet paper. Yeah. Uh, inadequate information. Basically information that nobody can trust. Financial loss. Loss of job. Mm-hmm. And the stigma of getting COVID. Yeah. So now just getting it makes people stressed out because they don't want to tell people they got it. Right. So they're not shunned. Yeah. Because you're, you're, you're shunned or you're persona non grata or you didn't follow the pro- – you must have gotten it because you weren't obeying the rules and you didn't wear your 14 masks the right way um, when really – you can get it from from you do everything right and still get it right and but i think the mental health piece is really something that's not being it is being discussed and they, but it's not being seriously discussed and no one is saying what's causing it which is the overreaction and the fact that we're still doubling down on it um it's like they have two aces at the blackjack table and they didn't split them but they're doubling down on it, and they're so far into it, they just have to keep hitting. Um, and, and by the way, that information, it, the Lancet is a medical journal. Mm-hmm. I, I did find that out. Um, they found three thousand one hundred sixty-six papers on this topic. They used twenty-four mm-hmm. to come to that conclusion. Yeah. Like so, it's not just one dude, one random dude that. It's did not a two study. schlubs in a basement on a podcast. No, the, every these are all. Let's see, PhD, 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 MSC, FMedSci, FRC, Psych. How many more you got in here? Another PhD. It was published. uh, Let's see, the report was published February 26th of 2020. Mm -hmm. So they knew this back, what, almost two years ago? Yeah, well, February 26th of 2020, we here... We're not even in lockdown conditions yet. It was still life as normal in yep. 
Because I remember I went to the St. Baldrick's thing in March of 2020. Yeah. So this was, I mean, it looks, so this paper was, basically starts off, says uh, the December 2019 coronavirus disease outbreak. So that's when a lot of the stuff started yeah. other places too. Um, so um, I can imagine if that was, if those were uh, the situations happening back then under a short duration mm-hmm. of everything of all the of all the uh, precautions imagine how much that multiplied oh yeah over another year and a half yep because like, it seems it, it starts to be cuz like i'm tired uh i'm tired of it and they, and they last year they talked about covid fatigue has set in and fauci was up there pontificating about how we still have to be disciplined with the masks and the vax and all this other crap. And I stopped listening to that guy a while ago. But when you look at your, the COVID fatigue of the length of duration that we've been dealing with this nonsense, and then there's also the rift that's now be, I mean, in our neighborhood, we have friends that people, some people don't talk to anymore because they fell on one side and they felt, and words were said and all this. And, you know, it happens at families where where you have one set of people that are super super like down with the covid cause and the other part of the family is like yeah this is bullshit i'm done with it and then they fight so people are just tired of it. it's been a, a, a huge wedge has been driven between a lot of people that otherwise wouldn't have happened um and then i think it's also interesting when you look at especially in the northeast where we are when do the cases always spike or in the, in the winter because that's when people are together. So that naturally, just like in Florida, they said, oh, look, their cases are spiking. Yeah, because it's hot as balls there. And everyone stays inside. Mm-hmm. Well, this time of year, they're all outside. So they're also getting the benefits of sunlight and all this other stuff that, that comes with it. And they're not inside together. Here, it's cold. Everyone stays inside for longer periods of time. So it spreads more easily. But then you've also got the fact that during that period of time, you also have your... your uh, lower levels of light and getting back to where I was, where I don't like this time of year anyway. Part of the reason is the short days in the limited sunlight. Right. And then now we have that to deal with, that we're stuck inside. And you have your, um, I, I read an article about uh, UVB light. Mm-hmm. And UVB light is critical to our circadian rhythms. Um, presses, I think it's vitamin, is it D or B? D. Uh, well, above the 37th parallel, which is where we are, that 37th parallel actually runs through Richmond. So where we are, this time of year, perfectly sunny day, we get no UVB light at right. all. Right. So now you've got that. So you have a more pronounced effect of your those who would suffer for, from a seasonal effectiveness disorder, which I kind of self-diagnosed myself with. Um because it makes sense, because I'm always not happy this time of year. Self-diagnosis is the best diagnosis. (laughs) So um, now you're just compounding all of that uh, with the COVID stuff, too, on top of it, and then being stuck in a quarantine. Like, you know, at some point, even the strongest is, you know, your brain can only handle so much. At some point, you're going to break. Right. And, like, I think... That was more along the point I was I was trying to make was like by saying like saying how some of this information affects me, mm-hmm. a skeptic, 
of what's being said from the left, it still gets to you. Yeah. You don't realize it. Like, I, I didn't realize it until probably about like a month ago. Mm-hmm. That I was like, whoa. Like, like not that I'm being paranoid. Like, And again, it's not like, I'm not anti-vax. I don't believe the coronavirus is made up. I believe it's a real thing. I believe it can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But I also believe in the actual data that's yeah. coming out, not what's being force-fed. Right. And, you you know, it's and, one of those. But I, I guess, just to finish my point. But my brain still said I should have tested myself with yeah. no symptoms. Right. And that I should buy more COVID tests. Hopefully the financial part of your brains will be selling those things. Right, right. But, <laughs> but, but, like, like, I, someone, like me, the person who just said those things they, should have, they just said, shouldn't have tested themselves for COVID. Right. And shouldn't have bought more tests when they already had four in a house. Yeah. <sighs> So it's like I know people are there because people are people that are listening right now are like, oh, that wouldn't be me, right? That wouldn't be me. I, I wouldn't do that. I'm stronger than that. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Yeah, but I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then if, so imagine what other people would, imagine what people who aren't skeptic. Oh yeah, well look, we've everyone's seen the videos of the mask hole at the supermarket, or whatever, yelling and screaming at people. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one uh, that I just I just saw. It was at a I think they call it Circle K. It's a there's some around here, but it's like a convenience store mainly yeah. in the Midwest. And the lady doesn't have a mask on. And this dude, you can hear the fear in his voice. I'm like, this dude is legit afraid. But then he's like calling her a cunt and yelling and screaming at her and all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh dude, you just took it like any allies you had you just lost them well, except zero, for the crazies like you zero to a hundred yeah and <laughs> no time flat but you know there's another video of a guy who was following a a, a father and his daughter around a store and he's videotaping yeah. because they don't have a mask on and dude's like hey man what are you taping my daughter for she doesn't have a mask on and he's running around the you can hear the fear and you can see you can see that they're physically afraid they're afraid yeah and like you're just getting this but then if you like Take it not from the crazies, but someone who gets their news from those or gets their all their information from those sources. And say that person lives with you in the house and they think it's one thing and you think it's another. Now you have that conflict. Right. Because they're not going to listen to you because they, hey, they're getting their news from that's the trusted source. That's the trusted news source. That's. NBC Nightly News. Well, that's the in the New York Times yeah. and the Washington Post. That's what they're using to fact check yeah. stuff online. Yeah. So it must be true. Yeah. So, you know, and then you have someone else that gets their news from, you know, from Substacks or podcasts or whatever and is trying to look at data and think of things more analytically. Well, now you've got that conflict in the house between, you know, and it could get down to now... My wife and I, we, you know, we got, the, the kids got vaccinated, but say it gets to the point where someone's like super, no, we're not doing it. The other one is super, yes, we are. And now you've got the kids in the middle of it that are ultimately the ones that, who are going to have to deal with the ramifications of the decision yeah. one way or the other. So, well, I mean, a good example, we, we weren't at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. We were both more of the, we don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, we ended up getting starting the vaccination, bro. Like they got their first shots. And going back to the the mental aspect of this, 
I think if we had just looked at the data and not listened to outside media, because one of the things with the outside media, especially now, is they're saying, well, more kids are now going into the hospital with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what well, what is more, right? Like, yeah. you could question those numbers, right? Well, I, yeah. I, I, some of those reports have actually actually been completely debunked, yeah. right? But in our mind, we're like, look, it doesn't seem like there's a downside to them getting it, mm-hmm. but maybe there's a downside to them not getting it, even if it's really, 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 really minor, right? So maybe we should err on the side of caution, and the, and the side of caution is getting them their their shots. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what ultimately made me get on board with getting the boys vaccinated was it really didn't have anything to do with their their susceptibility to a negative outcome from the disease because it's very it's very very low st- the chance of that happening. What made me do it is I kind of saw how things were going in the county and how and I could actually almost see it where if you have an exposure and you're vaccinated, then you don't have to do this lengthy quarantine type of, of yeah, deal. The, the two-class system. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'd rather, right, wrong, or indifferent, it's a whole lot less of an inconvenience to us, and especially having, you know, um, your kids need to be in school to learn. So let's do it to prevent the, oh, well, if they were vaccinated, they could be here, but they're not, so they have to leave. Which was another, I never saw it becoming a mandate in this county. I don't think there's the. I don't think it's going to happen here. I don't think there's the political capital to make that happen. He's having a rough time just putting a seven day mask mandate in. Oh yeah, never mind. A, never mind a vaccine mask for kids. Yeah. Good luck, dude. Yeah. I think he'd do it if he thought he could get away with it. Oh yeah, but I don't think he's going to because he knows he can't. He he knows that he's on thin ice anyway, and I think he knows if he does that, that's just going to you know he might as well just drop a kettlebell right at his feet and go in with it. But um. Yeah, he, but I didn't see, see it that way, but I could see it being, making our lives a lot more con, more convenient, having them being, va- the vaccination status being, you know, uh, answered in the affirmative rather than the negative, so that, okay, they had an exposure, but they're vaccinated, so they don't have to go home. Um, now, of course, they both had close contacts. One had it one week, and the next one had it the very next week. Here's a story on that, though. So supposedly, if if the kids at, at the at the elementary school, mm-hmm. if the kids had both doses of the vaccine, even if they were close contact, if they didn't have symptoms, if the if the kid who had the vaccine didn't have symptoms, they weren't supposed to quarantine. Yeah, and we but they we, made they they made uh, a girl in my daughter's class quarantine. And in fact, they had the whole class do it. Yeah, even though some of them had the double the double shots. Yeah. And so the parent was like, "What the? What are you talking? You, you guys said if if they both had the, if they had both shots, they wouldn't have to do this." Mm-hmm. And they, I, I don't know what excuse they came up yeah, with. Well, yeah, <laughs> I like, can see that a whole lot. I, of- well, I guess what they ended up saying was, "Well, you know, the whole the whole class is gonna be sent home, as well as the teacher, and the teacher is gonna teach the kids online." Yeah. Which, yeah, I'm kind of thankful for because. Generally, when the kids get sent home, they go to they they end up oh, it, going online to like some central. It is, and it's online. not even taught by a teacher. It's, it's like taught by video. like 
some secretary or like, hey, what are you doing today? Oh, nothing. Teach this class. (laughs) And my oldest did it. And we're sitting there. While I, I worked from home one day while he was doing it, and I'm sitting there with him. And I'm watching this. I'm like, "This is just it. Just rolls." Yeah. And the kids come and go, and they get on the train and they get off of it, <laughs> and it's like, there's no continuity. Like, there are kids that were there the one day that weren't there the next day because their thing ended. They were back in. This this is dumb. And like, he's trying to figure out some assignment, and like, why can't they just use like? MS word for this stuff. Well, funny though, and I'm filling this thing in, and I hit undo, and it all goes away. It's like we're not doing this. And he gets, all, he goes, but Dad, we have to do it. We're, I'm not going to get credit for it. And I was like, don't worry, dude. I'm going to send an email. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your kid is trying to do the right thing, yeah. and Dad comes along nope. and tells him, no nope. email. <laughs> Respectfully, is <laughs> right, how it ended. Right. <laughs> Good afternoon, ma'am. Blah 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 respectfully (laughs) not doing this take care (laughs) yeah so um yeah and then i was like you know what just do i ready and some of the other stuff you can do and we'll read some books and i'll teach you some cool stuff (laughs) what's one plus one yeah let's watch you're you're good yeah let's go watch a show let's watch youtube videos about engines it's called stem (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) But, but all right hopefully people out there you haven't been too negatively affected by the uh, by the media, and if you really want to put your tinfoil hat on, go ahead, go to uh, click on our link for private internet access, and hide all your data, <laughs> so that nobody can take it from you. Um, no, but go on uh, private internet access. It's a, a excellent VPN, real easy to use, really inexpensive, and it'll keep your It'll keep your credit card information, your personal information, your your family's personal information out of the hands of people that can do bad things with it. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you next time.